Welcome to Why Does It Matter? Season 2, Aaron Waters is here. My name's Lee Jennings and we're having a conversation at the moment about mission and evangelism. Uh, We've been talking about why evangelism is something that scares us, something we've maybe relegated to just the professionals, the paid people doing it, or those gifted in the Ephesians 4 list as doing it. Uh, Or maybe we've seen it done badly, or or maybe in some ways we don't want to look like we're bigots and saying that, well, our way is the only way. Uh, And so we've shied away from it. Uh, And last time we were talking about how uh, mission and evangelism are actually two different things. And so today we're going to be looking more at mission and what it means to live your life in such a way that people want to know more about why you do what you do and live the way that you live. It's also a culture that likes things here and now. And we run the risk of not being able to be patient. So this is a prime example of how we find this kind of work very difficult because the gospel is not being preached here, so we're going to have to move on. Um, But there's an element of it being God-ordained and not man-made. So yeah, last week we we looked at the differences, didn't we, between uh, evangelism and and mission, and we looked at the, the broadness of what mission can be, that it's not just action but more than action and and, and how it, it, it even uh, incorporates evangelism uh, in one sense and, and evangelism can't really be separated by action either um, yet there are differences there and we we need to observe them and recognize them but see how it is done uh, in our life and it'd be great to unpack that uh, today of what it means to, to live um, our Christian life using mission Yeah, and we basically said that mission is broader than evangelism. So evangelism is part of mission, but mission is much more broader. It encompasses the the whole of the journey. Mission says that there's no one way to witness to Christ, that there's no one model of of mission or evangelism. Um, Evangelism can follow certain models, but mission is always about context. And that's what we want to say today. Mission is always about context. What do we mean by context? Simply where you are. That's your context, it's where you are, it's your workplace, it's your family, it's the country that you live in, the village, the town, whatever it may be that you live in is your context. And mission is rooted in context. So whereas evangelism, there may be certain tools, certain ways of preaching the gospel, certain things that you might say. Um, mission is, is all about firstly understanding the culture and the context that you're part of. What we're going to do today, we're going to look at what um, in theology is described as as incarnational mission, incarnational mission. And really that comes from the understanding of the incarnation of Christ. That means that, that God came from highest heaven to lowest earth, uh, that, that God himself became a human being. He became one of us. He lived alongside us. He lived with us as a human being before he then, of course, died and rose again and is now ascended and will one day come again. So the incarnation is the coming of God from heaven to earth. Uh, And so we, as those who are in Christ, those who have been saved, are are called also to then come alongside those in our culture and our context. So there's a theologian called Sam Wells, and and he uh, writes some incredible books. He's a great writer, and he writes extensively on this notion of incarnational mission, incarnational uh, church, what it means to really uh, come alongside and and live as part of the culture and community with the purpose of living differently in order that the people kind of uh, see the kingdom come to know Jesus. And Sam Wells argues that the most important word in the Christian faith is the word 
with. So Emmanuel, God with us, that Jesus, God, came to be with us. And so too, we as Christians are also therefore called to be incarnational, that we are called to be with people. And so incarnational mission is all about being with people, part of a culture, part of a context, not being necessarily living our life uh, as part of that uh, in the way that they do, but living within that kind of culture and context and living out our faith in that way. Yeah, okay, so that goes a bit of, we were saying last week, we looked at the traditional view of of mission, of, of going out into another country. And when we do that, we have to learn all their culture, right? We, we learn their language, their mother tongue, because mm-hmm. that's how they will receive the gospel better. And we want to learn all the different things they do in which we can um, almost break down their worldview is what we were talking about two weeks ago as well. And that is exactly the same what we do here in our mission work, because as you said, from city to city, from village to village, from um, estate to estate, there's going to be different cultures within that. And, and, and it would be great to, to, as you said, be with them, alongside them, get alongside them and associate yourself with them and be relatable to them and and that's the best kind of mission i guess then is it totally and um and, and incarnation is all about that and actually that overseas mission the traditional understanding of mission is a good example so missionaries yeah. you know were maybe sent out from the church in in britain maybe went to a different nation uh, and they would maybe dress in the same way that everybody else yeah. in that culture dress yeah, yeah. you know the you know if there was particular rules around kind of whether heads needed to be covered or you know certain clothes were seen as appropriate or inappropriate they would respect that you know they would teach their kids that the language they would eat the same foods they'd shop in the same markets all that kind of stuff you you basically embed within and become part of that culture but you live differently. Yeah. You live differently because you're living out the good news of Jesus Christ. And you're looking for opportunities to speak of that, but your sole purpose isn't to just, we're going to go in, we're going to bang, hit people with the gospel, we're going to be stood up preaching, every person we speak to, we're going to give the gospel and attract to and all that kind of thing, uh, and we're going to hope that they come to know Jesus. No, Incarnational Mission says we come alongside, we live among, we have friends, not not friends for the purpose of, you know, I want to evangelize to you. We've said that's one of the negative views of evangelism. It's a moral issue when we see people as projects. It's completely wrong. And actually, it's totally against the heart of God to yeah. see people as projects. But we come alongside people because we simply love them. Mm. And we hope that as we live out our love for others, uh, of God's heart for others, that there's opportunities then for them to say, what is it that's different about you? And the, exa- the opportunities come for us to, to share the gospel. Now, whereas evangelism, there might be certain tools we might use, and we'll look a little bit at that next week. We'll look at you know what what the gospel is and how we communicate that. With 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 incarnational mission, there's no one set model for it. So again, David Bosch says that the mission is to be understood as an activity which transforms reality, and there's a constant need for mission itself to be transformed. Let's read that again. Mission is to be understood as an activity which transforms reality, and that there is a constant need for mission itself to be transformed. So evangelism, preaching the gospel so that people respond to the good news of Jesus. Mission is about transformation. It's about seeing the kingdom of God come on earth here. But actually mission also needs to constantly be transformed as culture changes. So we need to change in order to be relevant in that culture we never change the message but we change the method that's the point isn't it it's viewing culture and being relevant to that and recognizing that the message doesn't change because that's always the danger isn't it um but but the way it's 
done the way it's said maybe uh, it needs to be looked at and be culturally relevant but the message the truth is still always going to be the truth absolutely. the same yeah absolutely so that, so that the message never changes but the method needs to change like the wind yeah and so incarnational mission also kind of recognizes what we talked about a few weeks ago we talked about and um, the 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 angle scale um, that understanding from that, that book and a number of years ago that was written in, in the 80s that people go on a journey of faith and that they may be anywhere between point zero and point fifteen um, of their journey. And it may be that the people that you're living among, the people in your family, the people you're hanging out with, whatever it may be, they have zero understanding of, they don't even know that Christianity exists. Or it might be that they do know. Maybe they know Jesus uh, is a historical figure. Maybe they know some stuff from the Bible. People are on a different journey. An incarnational mission is about recognizing that everyone is on a different stage of the journey. And all incarnational mission seems to do is be alongside people. And what it seeks to do is just nudge them further up that journey towards coming to know Jesus. Um, so it's about recognizing that, that there is a journey in people's lives, that there's no one kind of way of doing it fits all. It's about being rooted in a context and understanding culture. So uh, in one sense, it's understanding the culture that you're around, but also understanding the culture of that person, individual, mm, yeah. because it can, <laughs> there's, there's cultures within cultures as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so, looking at the individual is, is definitely the most important, yeah. as well as the culture around it. It's like the context of, um, it may be a silly example, but looking at um, Bible studies, we, we look at the verse in context of its chapter and then the context of the book and then the context of the bible so it's just all that context goes down into the one individual doesn't it yeah so incarnational mission is about embedding yourself as part of the community as part of the family whatever it may be not not you know being seen as a weirdo that's you know they're, they're a christian they're weird they're different they've made themselves look weird and different it's about embedding and, and, and being part of it maybe one of the, the, the best examples we see of modern day incarnational mission is is the message projects um Eden, the Message Trust's Eden yeah. projects, where they they work only in the only in those that are in the top uh, five or ten percent of deprivation, and they move a handful of people into an estate to just transform the estate, not by preaching on the street, not by doing anything like that, but by starting parents and toddler groups and by starting well-being classes and you know youth clubs or whatever it may be, just stuff that is going to transform because it's about kingdom, and then from there looking for opportunities to share Jesus. It's really interesting that the the word evangelist. Um, is actually only used three times in the New Testament. Did you know that? Um, oh, really? So we get very hung up on evangelism, but it's only used three times in the New Testament. However, throughout the New Testament, particularly the book of Acts, we see the, the Greek word bissa, which means witness, uh, almost used synonymously with uh, describing Christians. So a lot of the time in Acts, when we read Christians or we read witnesses, it's this word bissa. And so it, it's almost synonymous. It, it, it's kind of, if you're a Christian, you are a witness. <laughs> Whereas evangelist is only used three times in the New Testament. So not everyone is evangelist, but everyone is called to be a witness. Incarnational mission is all about understanding that, that when you're in the supermarket, that when you're in the queue at the post office, that, that when you're on the school run, that when you're in the gym, that when you're in work, that when you're with your family, you are called to be a bisser. You're called to be a witness. And that doesn't always mean sharing the gospel of Jesus with words. Sometimes it simply means being kind. It's that provocative idea again that we've talked about that Graham Tomlin uh, writes about in his book Provocative Church, that we as the church and we as individuals should live in such a way that, that, that people are interested in what is different uh, about us. And so what we need there is, is a greater understanding of what mission really is. Mm. 
David Bosch, uh, again, writes that, that we need a more radical and comprehensive hermeneutic, that means understanding or unpacking and application of mission, it, that we need a, a more kind of comprehensive, a more all-embracing understanding of what mission means for us. And he says that as we interpret mission, what we do is we, we move closer to viewing everything as mission. But he says that's a risk that we have to take. We said the other week, didn't we, that the risk is you can just do good works uh, and, and everything becomes, you know, mission because everything's good works, but we never really have the opportunity to preach the gospel. Yeah. Bosch argues that, you know, we have to be willing to take that risk. We have to view everything in our lives as a missional opportunity. There will, of course, be some things that we, we never preach the gospel through, but, you know, we're living out the gospel. But but he says that we have to be willing to take the risk of viewing everything in life as as mission. Because Bosch says incarnational mission is a multifaceted ministry uh, in respect of witness, service, justice, healing, reconciliation, liberation, peace, evangelism, fellowship, church planting, contextualization. There's so much more as well. But all of these things are kind of considered within mission. And there'll be different times in our lives when we have to focus on different bits of this. It may be that we're having to serve for a particular season. It may be that there's a justice issue that needs to, you know, someone to stand up for and speak out about in in our community whatever it may be but all of this is mission when it's done in the context of we're looking for opportunities uh, to be able to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ and hope that there's an opportunity to then speak of it also yeah so um this also may be a good point just to talk about our culture as well because we talked about it being individualistic last week but it's also a culture that likes things right now here and now yeah and um we run the risk of not being able to be patient so this is a prime example of, of how we find this kind of work very difficult um, because um, the gospel is not being preached here, so we're going to have to move on. Um, but the, there's an element of it being God-ordained and not man-made. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is what I've really struggled with as well in, in even street evangelism where I am going up to people and talking to people. Now, I pray that it's not man-made and it's God-ordained because there's the risk I just go up to people whom I like, oh, they look like a good person to maybe chat to, mm-hmm. um, rather than who actually needs it, who 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 is God putting on my heart to talk to? And this is a prime example of seeing how mission works in, in the way in which we live a life, the, the Eden Project, as you said, uh, of going into a community, building that mission. And it might not be a few years, it sounds crazy to think that, but it might not be five ten years until the gospel is actually preached but yeah and it, and it may even be a lifetime you know, if you think yeah. you know, you're with your family for a lifetime yeah and it yeah. may be a whole life before you see some people in your family come to know jesus and and again as you say the cultural thing you know you, you i've heard it said before you may have heard it said before particularly people who are very gifted or passionate about evangelism and they say things like you know don't waste your time doing all this stuff where you're just being nice and you know you're doing good you know just get down to the real business of preaching the gospel because we want to see results we want bums on pews is what people say <laughs> we want de- we want decisions not disciples whereas yeah. we're saying mission is about having a longer term view of the transformation of society and the world more in line and in tune with the kingdom which does include people coming to know jesus mm. but it also includes transformation as boss said uh, bosch says around kind of service and justice and healing and reconciliation liberation peace all these kind of things that we as the church also need to stand up for uh, and have a voice within as well it's going back to the 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 parable of the sower i guess it they need to be in right soil good foundation there in order for them to then grow there's a risk of it they just sprout up and that's the decisions made 
there's a, a story um, I always love hearing. Is a missionary uh, in in South America. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember what country, but they were in a tribe, and they were there for twenty years. They were there for preaching the gospel to them. No convert at all. No de- decision made for Christ. Um, and during those twenty years, their kids they went away to to America to North America to do their studies. Now they came back twenty years of of their parents on the mission field. They came back mm-hmm. from their studies as still as christians the whole tribe got saved because wow. they saw that their lives displayed what their parents had been teaching this entire time 20 years of an investment there not a single decision wow. but because of the witness of the children coming back and still um holding the views still living a christian life that mission was was totally there and and the evangelism helped out of the, that root that was getting built up didn't yeah. it that's good. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And Blaise Pascal has this wonderful quote. Um, he says this, we, we, talking about kind of incarnational mission, it sums it up. What, what you've just kind of said, uh, it sums it up like this. Blaise Pascal said, we must make good people wish that the Christian faith were true. Then we must show them that it is. <laughs> yeah. We must make good people wish the Christian faith were true. And then we must show them that it is. So it's kind of like, so incarnational mission um, is all about being rooted in a culture. It's about living life with that all-encompassing view that actually anything I do here could could be missional. Anything that I do is missional. The way that I interact with people in the street, the way that I am at the post office, the way that I stand up and speak about justice or healing or liberation or whatever it may be and stand up for the rights of those who seem to have none in our culture. Actually, that's part of the kingdom coming. And the key then is is being prepared for kind of the opportunity to then speak the gospel if we're not ready and we're not prepared then in some ways we've missed the opportunity sounds a bit like a verse doesn't it <laughs> it certainly does <laughs> shall i read it go for it uh, 1 peter three fifteen. but in your heart revere christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have but do this with gentleness and respect mm. And it's just, it goes to say that, that patience that we, we so desperately need um, and not having that individualistic society within us as well and being uh, uh, there for the people, being with, as we just were talking about before, yeah. but then always being ready to give the reason that, that the hope that we have absolutely we sometimes use that verse don't we as a kind of a reason for apologetics you know defending oh, the yeah. christian faith yeah, but true. you know what peter was talking about there to a people who were exiled who were dispersed across the different parts of, of, of kind of the asia minor region what paul was saying uh, sorry what peter was saying to the church was you know that this reason for the hope that you have the way that you live your life you know as part of the culture that you're part of the way that you've been living People are going to notice there's something different about you. So make sure you're ready for the opportunity when it comes. Otherwise, it's just nice deeds. You've just been a nice person. Uh, But instead, be ready and be prepared. Just as we draw to a close, really, uh, again, David Bosch says, you know, the the, the early church, the the early Christian church never really attempted to define kind of mission. And, and, you know, we nowadays, we look at the Gospels, we look at, you know, the the letters and we, we look and we try and say, you know, what was Paul's theology of mission? What was Peter's theology of mission? What did Jesus teach about mission? Whatever it may be. Uh, and what we find is, is that, that all they were simply doing uh, was living their life in such a way that the good news of Jesus was at the forefront of all that they did. And so maybe the question for us today as we finish is this, where is God calling you to be his eyes, his ears, his hands 
uh, and maybe even his mouthpiece. <laughs> Where is God calling you to to live out the things of his heart in your family, in your community, in such a way that just naturally as you go about your day-to-day, you're living out the gospel. But as you do that, you know, seeking to transform the world to be more like the kingdom, even without saying it, make sure you're prepared and ready to be able to communicate the gospel when someone asks. And so maybe next week it'd be really good to look a little bit about how we do that. What is the gospel and how do we communicate that? Hmm. Amen. Shall we pray? Let's go for it. Father, thank you so much that you are God on mission. And thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to live among us, to demonstrate your kingdom and to die and rise again. May we follow his example uh, of what it means to come alongside others. And may we live in such a way that people are drawn to you. Amen. Amen.